Hi, this is Julianne Price, and welcome to this edition of the podcast where we talk about emergency preparedness and what lies ahead for us. So as I'm recording this, it is uh, beginning of September of 21, and there's a few things happening in the world right now that I'm sure you've noticed, but have you put them all together to kind of connect the dots and see what's coming for us? So let's look at first one thing is the crazy, crazy weather, right? This is just bizarre, the, the amount of hurricanes we've had. I live on the East Coast. And hurricanes, you know, we usually get some rain, um, but the hurricanes have been coming all the way up. I'm in upstate New York, and they've just been blasting Connecticut, the city, New York City, um, you know, Long Island. And it's just been really, really crazy that the storms have reached it up here. And then you look at New Orleans, um, they're saying power's going to be out for a month. You know, places are just getting devastated, and that's not to talk about what's even going on in the rest of the world. It's just a crazy, crazy weather situation right now going on. And so part of emergency preparedness is what to do when these storms come through. And it's September now, but we know what's coming, right? Up here in the, the Great Northeast, as it's called, uh, snow season is just around the corner. So we know that if we've had a really, really um, kind of active hurricane season, there's a good chance we're going to have a very active snowfall season coming up. So just things to be thinking of is just, you know, what's ahead for us as far as snowstorms come and possible power outages related to that. Um, so you've got that piece, right? You've got this weather piece that's really throwing things off. Then you've got the shortages, like the display, the supply chain shortages. So like when you go into your, your grocery store, do you notice like sections of shelves that are just empty? And that has never happened before. You know, usually overnight they restocked and everything was fine. And, you know, at my daughter's school where she goes, she goes to a state school, um, She's like, yeah, the first couple of weeks, everything was great. And then all of a sudden we're starting to see pockets of food that aren't there. Like the whole pizza buffet is just empty. Um, you know, the taco buffet doesn't look like it used to. There's definitely a shortage of supplies on the school campuses. And if you go to your restaurants and you engage, you know, people in conversation, the workers, um, my parents go to this diner all the time and they've said they can't get supplies. They're, they're running to Sam's Club. They're ordering on Amazon just to get staples like ketchup and um, napkins, things like that. They can't get them from their suppliers. And it's just, there's this whole supply chain shortage going on right now with a lack of drivers to get the products to the places. But there's also a shortage of workers. So you'll see in the production chain that we don't have the workforce that we usually have. You know, there's just everywhere you look, there's signs now hiring and hiring all shifts, hiring all skills. Everywhere you look, there's just a shortage of workers due again to the pandemic and people being on unemployment, either not feeling safe going back to work or just saying, why should I when I'm on unemployment and I'm making more money on unemployment than I am in the store or in the shops? So, you know, I'm not going to go on a political rant about that, but it's just it shows you overall we have this shortage of supplies coming in. So you've got weather going on. You've got the shortage of supplies between the drivers and the workers. Um, the other day I went into Yankee Candle. Um, we went to their headquarters, so this is, the, this is where they're based out of, um, in Deerfield, Massachusetts. And there's only one kind of candle. You can only get the large candle. You can't get the medium ones, you can't get the small ones. And it was just weird walking around, like, why is there just the huge candle? And I didn't ask anyone, but I, my bet is that they had to streamline things. Either they couldn't get the jars in all sizes, or they have a lack of workers. So they're just going with, you know, let's make it quick and easy, let's just run everything the same size. And that's, again, supply chain and worker uh, shortages. And this is what you're starting to see as people are modifying their business plans to adapt to this new environment that we're all living in. So you've got that going on. 
Then look at, look at the, the gas prices on the rise, right? Where I live in upstate New York, they're predicting it's going to hit about $5 a gallon. Right now, we're probably about $3.20 um, and rising. So you know that's going to come. You know, you know, start of the, the fall and into the winter, prices typically go up anyway, and you're going to see this, this spike in gas prices. So again, what's that gonna mean? That's gonna mean it's gonna be more expensive for a truck driver to drive, it's more expensive for all the stores to deliver their products, so you're going to see an increase in costs of products, produce, you name it, anything that comes on a truck is gonna go up in price. So we're gonna have more issues going on of rising prices. So let's look at how this all comes together. You've got the pandemic where people are already kind of stressed out, we've been, straining under this for over a year and a half now. And you know, just when we thought we were coming out of it, we're starting to see that the numbers are spiking again, even with the vaccinated population. So you've got the people who are already stressed. You've got all these weather crazy patterns going on and destruction of property, flooding, power outages, you name it. You've got the shortages in the supply chain as far as deliveries. You've got support shortages in the production chain as far as workers. And now you've got raising gas prices, which means raising prices across the board. You put that all together and you get a really, really nasty storm coming. And that's, you know, it's kind of frightening. And I don't mean to be an alarmist, but as a planner, and we're all planners, right? You've got to be thinking, all right, what, what's coming for us? And number one, you know, what can I do to not have to kind of panic? I don't want to be part of the chaos. I don't want to go to the grocery store and see chaos like we did when the pandemic first hit. And, you know, what are people going to do as soon as this starts to register in the general public's brain? They're going to run out and they're going to get, um, you know, toilet paper again and paper towels and cleaning products. And you know it's coming, right? And you also, you have a sense that, you know, the country as a whole is very frustrated, you know, with everything going on with uh, equality and human rights. And just, you, you know, there's a sense that civil unrest is just around the corner and especially more and more in the cities probably than in the rural areas. But you just have a sense that there's just this unease that's about to come upon us that you have all these factors coming together and add to it an already kind of stressed system and it's just going to be chaos and you as the planner might just want to be like I, I don't want to be any part of this so what can I do to not be in this mix to not be in this chaos and not be you know hitting these high prices and shortages like that's what I'm thinking is I don't want to go into the grocery store and be like oh my god you know people are cranky and there's no food on the shelves and everybody's fighting over, you know, that, that last roll of toilet paper, like, like we saw at the beginning of the pandemic. It was just really hostile out there. So you need to take time now. It's, it's not, we're not there yet. And hopefully I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But if I'm not wrong, why don't we do some things now while there is a sense of calm? We, you feel it's coming, you feel it's building, but let's do some things now to prepare. So you should have just to supply some basic stuff, you know, the food, water, things like that, that should again, should a storm come through that devastates your area? I mean, like New Orleans are talking about a month without power. You know, what would you do if you had a month without power? Do you have food? Do you have you know, power? Like, do you have an alternate source of power? Can you cook a meal? Can you stay safe? These are just basic questions. So I want you to come up with some kind of emergency plan and put it into place. And that's what we're talking about here. And I'm gonna go into some of the details of what I'm doing and you can kind of extrapolate and make your own plan. So the first thing I want you to think about is what's likely to happen in your area for weather. I mean, is it likely that you're going to have some tornadoes? Is it likely that you're going to have some flooding? Um, you know, if you're in an area where the fires are very high, a high probability, there, you know, what can you do? So in some cases, like a fire, you don't want to have a stockpile in your house because you're going to lose it if you were to get hit with the fire. 
But if you were to have massive power outages, what could you do? If you were to have massive flooding, how could you protect your food stores? You know, what can you package them in? How can you get them up off the floor? Things like that. Um, and again, it's what's likely for your area. So where I live in the Northeast, we're most likely to get power outages, flooding, and then snow. And the, the nice thing about snow is it knocks you out of commission for a day or two, but we have really good snow teams and we're usually okay. But you know, one thing I did notice on that note, huge, huge signs. We had those electric signs along the highways and there, so many of them are already saying, hey, we need snow, snow plow drivers. Like there's never been a shortage of snowplow drivers. That's like the best job you can get as far as, you know, great overtime, great pay. And they're already looking for them. It's September and they're already out there saying we have a shortage of snowplow drivers. That's pretty scary stuff. And on that same note, um, my brother works for an ambulance company and they're saying they can't get their, their crews out. They don't have crews. There's a shortage of EMTs coming out of school and then the ones that are already trained are either, you know, not are kind of job hopping, so they're not looking to stay in the industry. They're going to other industries. And so there's a, a huge shortage of something as simple as EMTs, not simple, but as important, I guess you'd say, as EMTs, that they're not finding them coming out of the schools and the ones that they have are leaving. Wow, you know, that's some pretty scary stuff. So I, I'm not totally off base when I say that there's some things coming down the road that we really want to be prepared for. And the things that you can do, the simple things that you can do are really some things you want to try now because I don't know what's coming, but I, I'm nervous about it. I won't say I'm in a panic mode, but I, I will say I have a raised sense of urgency to make a plan and to be safe. And I want that for you too, which is why we're, we're making this episode. So back to planning. What do you, what's most likely to happen in your area and how long do you need to be covered for? Is it a few days, a few weeks? Um, you know, maybe six weeks. If you're going to be without power for a month, maybe you want to have six weeks of supplies on hand. Um, the Red Cross only recommends a three-day supply, which I find kind of surprising. Um, they recommend three days of food and water, and their formula is one gallon of water per person per day. So if you had four people in your house, you'd need four gallons of water per day. Um, and that's for drinking, but also for cooking or um, maybe washing your hands, things like that. So that's what they recommend. I think that three days is way too little. I mean, three days is great for, uh, for me, it would normal snowstorm, but yeah, okay, we could be out power for one or two days. But there have been times, and if the weather's freaky, if the snow came when the leaves were still on the trees, there was just such massive power outages. I remember that happening one October, and we were without power for a week because just every tree came down. It was just devastating. And there was just not enough crews to handle it all. And if we're already dealing with shortages in the workforce, and shortages on the plow teams. Can you imagine what could happen if we have a massive power outage up here in the north? You know, it's going to be a long time before they can get the lights back on. And you've already got crews that are down south trying to help out in New Orleans. So it's just, you know, you could see it. All the, the, all the factors are here for this perfect storm of something going wrong. And it's taking us longer. Not saying we won't get back on track, but just going to take us longer to get back on track. So what can you do? So for me, I've decided that I want to have kind of like a three-month supply. Like, I'm sure that's overkill, and I'm okay with that. Um, one of the things I'm more concerned about is the high prices and the civil unrest. Like, do I really want to be dealing with some of the crowds? Since like, you go to Walmart, and you're just like, no, I'm a little nervous here. Um, so do you just want to, I just want to want to have the option that if I don't want to go to the store for a month, I'm okay. I have enough food here. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a freezer um, 
a freezer chest in addition to the fridge. So I can really stock up on all kinds of foods. And so look at what you have available to you. I'm not saying run out and buy a freezer, but look at what your options are and then make a plan according to what you have. So dry storage is great. You know, if you can have cans of stuff, they last forever. You can have oatmeal, packets of oatmeal. Um, so you go through your day and you say, okay, well, how much paper products do I use? Um, you know, how many rolls of toilet paper? You could have a formula that says, okay, I go through one roll of toilet paper per bathroom per every two weeks or two rolls per month, something like that, or one roll per person um, per month. It depends really obviously how active your household is, but you might want to start just tracking that. Like how much paper towel do you go through in a month? I don't use that much. So one roll per month. I get, if I had six rolls on hand, I have six months supply of paper towels. Well, that's pretty easy. You know, tissues, you know, how many tissues do you go through? Just have some. Again, I only think I go through maybe one box a month and that's, you know, depends if I'm in season or not. Um, so like six boxes of tissue is enough to get me probably through six months of not having a cold or something, but just normal usage. You know, how much cleaner do you go through in a month? Have a couple months where it just stocked away. I'm not saying these crazy stockpiles like you see on TV, but just enough to have things stored away that you don't have to worry about, especially the products that you know there'll be a run on, which is all the cleaning stuff and all the paper products. Don't know why it went crazy on the paper products, but it did. So if you have a Sam's Club, a BJ's, a Costco, something where you can bulk up on some of these things, do it and do it, space it out so it's not financially a big hit for you. Um, but buy some of these things, buy some dry food, have oatmeal, have cans of food, have um, you know mac and cheese, just things that are very simple to cook and that keep for a long time and just have them squirreled away. Do you have some breakfasts, some lunches, some dinners? Look at how many people are you'd have to feed. You have it's one, two, four, five, whatever it is, and say, okay, what, what can I do to have a week's worth of meals on hand or something like that, or a month's worth of meals on hand? And if you're in a, an emergency situation, you don't need to have a whole lot of variety. Don't go crazy. Just think about some staples. Yes, if you had to eat macaroni and cheese for a week, would you get sick of it? Sure, but would you be eating? Yes. So think about those things. Um, what can you do? So I went through and I, we went to our local Sam's Club and got a big, huge box of oatmeal. I think there was 40 packets of oatmeal in there. Um, got a bunch of those carnation breakfast drinks so I'd have some protein and, you know, just a few basic staples um, like rice in a package. Um, what else do we get? Um, they have a huge things of like oats, like rolled oats, but I felt like that would go bad. Like I wanted the individual packets that would last longer so I could only, so I could just portion up what I needed to use. You know, just open one box of mashed potatoes instead of having a whole huge family size package. I wanted individual packets. So, you know, go through your aisles, be thinking what you use often, what you want to store away, what you can keep safe. So if you're keeping things in your basement, make sure they're in plastic tubs. If it's, if it's not in a can or something, make sure that, you know, the rodents can't find it. Um, and that, you know, spiders and things don't get on it. So just, you know, some plastic tubs or just some heavy duty bagging, something to really protect your packages that are maybe in cardboard or in bags that, um, critters can get into and just have it stocked away. I really think that's the smartest thing you can do and then stock away some water. It's, it's cheap enough to buy. And you know, when there's a storm, it's always a joke. You walk in the water aisle and it's gone. Milk's gone. Water's gone. So stock up some things now while things aren't crazy just get some cases of water. I, I know they're a pain in the butt to carry, but have them in your basement and just know that you're going to be safe through this, this whatever might be coming, a week or two of chaos or something like that. Again, you have to decide what's your level of comfort and what's most likely to happen in your area. And then be thinking about, you know, if the power was to go out, do you have, a, what, what would you do for heat? 
if it was the middle of winter and you were going to be without power for a week, what would you do? Do you have a wood-burning stove? Okay, well, obviously you need to stock up on getting your wood. If you have a pellet stove, is there a way, do you have like a portable generator, something that you could light the pilot light with or run the fan so that you could get the heat going through the house? Um, portable generators you can pretty still find pretty readily. Um, I actually ordered a whole house generator it has been over a year, and I finally found a company that has generators. Everywhere I looked, nobody could get their hands on them. I finally found somebody who um, has generators on supply. And so hopefully in the next two months or so, I'm going to have a generator. But portable generators are pretty, you can pretty much still find them. So I would definitely look at that. Um, and do your homework. Like solar generators, they seem really cool, but they really don't give you a lot of, um, you know, a lot of power for a long time. And if you're in the middle of a storm and there's no sun, this could be a problem, right? So again, think about your area and what's likely to happen and what would be your power source. The nice thing about solar is you don't need gas. It can just keep, keep it out in the sun and recharge it. But if you have no sun, that's a problem. So be thinking about how, what's your alternate source of heat if you needed to, or if you, if you have no alternate source of heat, because there's somewhere you would go. You know, it was nice when we were all working, we could all go to work. But now that a lot of us are working home, that option isn't there anymore. Like I used to go to work to get heat. And I actually brought my dogs in a few times because I was like, well, I have no heat at home, so I'll bring my dogs to the office. Um, can't do that anymore now that I'm retired, so I have to have that heat source. I had to know that my, my pets and myself would be safe. Um, so you have heat source. Then you have cooking. If you're going to be cooking, you know, do you have something to cook on the wood-burning stove? If, you, if that was your only source of heat, could it also be your source to cook meals? Um, do you have like those little Bunsen burners or sterno cans, we call them? Um, you could, those are great sources of just being able to let you boil water, make some simple, you know, heat up some vegetables maybe. Um, maybe you could definitely use it to boil water to make oatmeal, um, mac and cheese if you had those easy mac containers, things like that. So be thinking about heat, thinking about how you would cook, and then thinking about, you know, maybe how, how would you charge your phone? Like those, maybe a solar charger would make more sense because it doesn't need a ton to charge up your phone. Or if you, again, if you have a generator, what can you run off uh, a portable generator? Or if you have a whole house generator, yay for you. Um, but just be thinking about all these things. These are the things you need to say, okay, if I got to go a week without power, either what can I do to stay in my home and be safe? Or where would I go? And you know, who's, who have a plan? Where are you going to go to get heat, to get clean water? If you're under a boil water restriction, do you have some kind of alternate, you know, like the Bunsen burners so that you can boil clean water? Um, things like that. You, you just be thinking, you know, and now's the time. We're planners. This is what we do. We plan for whatever might happen. And if it doesn't happen, great, you know, woohoo. What's the worst that happened? You have some food and you're just going to work your way through it. And at least one other thing is you've paid a lower price for that food. So if the prices spike, which I, I it's going to happen. I, that one I'm pretty confident. As the gas prices go up, you're going to see an increase in all of our food costs. So buy some food now at a lower price stock it away, and at least, you know, eventually you're going to have to buy the higher price food, but at least you have a buffer. You have a few-month buffer of some food at a lower price. So stock up on cereals, dry goods, canned goods, um, and if you have a freezer, some frozen things, frozen bread, you know, take the bread, throw it in the freezer. At least you have some stuff that you can make some sandwiches, you know, bulk up on peanut butter, jelly. It's not glamorous food, but it's okay. It'll get you through in an emergency. You know that you can feed your kids and feed yourself. Um, you know, cans of, you know, whatever, SpaghettiOs, keep your kids happy. And you get a couple of those Bunsen burners, you can hook up, you can cook up a meal for them. At least know, you know, especially if they get home from, sent home from school, that the school's closed again. I hope that won't happen. 
but at least you have a plan for food. So that's kind of my, my rant for today is really work on having a plan of what you can do um, to keep yourself safe and to keep yourself out of the chaos of what could be happening in the grocery stores in the coming weeks. Um, and I hope, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but if I'm not, at least you and I and anybody listening will have a plan and you'll feel like you can get through this time without added stress. It's going to be stressful enough, but at least you won't have the added stress of how, to, how do I provide for my family? You've already thought through a plan. You know how you're going to make it in a week without power or you know, a couple of months of unrest in the grocery stores, you'll have the toilet paper that you need, you'll have the tissues, you know, you'll have some cleaning products, and you'll have some basic food. So that's what I hope for you. And um, if you have any suggestions, I you know I'd love to throw it in the comments. I'd love to hear what you're doing to prepare for what's coming ahead. And again, I hope I'm wrong, but if I'm not, you've got nothing to lose by having things stored up and ready to go. So that's it for this issue. We'll talk to you soon.